Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. On today's show, we're going to discuss how to change your energy state to liberate emotions and trauma from the body and transform your life. Dr. Andy Witt explains the characteristics of different types of energy states, how to recognize them, and what strategies we can use to shift to a higher energy state. He also teaches us how to be energy rich and dissolve disease. Here we go. Hello, hello. I'm so excited today to bring to you Dr. Andy Wett. He is a chiropractor that uses network spinal analysis, and he has graciously agreed to talk with us today about energy and how impactful it is for our health and well-being. So thank you, Dr. Witt, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Kim. It's great to be here, and thank you for having me on. This is going to be definitely fun and exciting to be able to share this information with everybody. Yes, it is because it's actually really fundamental information. You know, it's really the basis of life. And I think it's really important that people understand that. So let's dive right in and talk about um, energy in general. When we talk about energy states for health and well-being, what are we really talking about? You know, energy states, what are we talking about here? Right. So the energy state so energy in general like if we think about energy just as far as our health is concerned everybody you know we think of energy so let's just start with just just to start with like health healing we say the body has the power to heal itself right so by power what we're talking about is talking about energy and really what we're talking about is talking about our life energy um in chiropractic college chiropractic 101 like first day of chiropractic college they went over an example and they said, if you take a living person and you take a corpse and you cut both of their arms, the corpse, you give them the best possible healthcare imaginable. You stitch up the cut on his arm, you put first aid cream on there, you put a beautiful bandage on the arm, you give the corpse a chiropractic adjustment, you give him acupuncture, you pray over him, you do everything you could possibly imagine healthcare wise for the corpse and the living person, you send them home with blood dripping down his fingers, right? Bring them both back in two weeks and you take a look at how they're doing. And the corpse looks worse than he did two weeks ago. And the living person has healed even without any healthcare at all. So I was like, okay, so what really heals us? Is it the healthcare service that we do? Is it the procedures that we do? Or is it the energy that actually is life in the first place that heals us? So clearly it's the energy that creates life and sustains life that's responsible for healing us. And with that in mind, the energy that we have isn't a constant. It's, it's variable. And the idea of energy being variable and different energy states actually puts us is actually what puts us most in the driver's seat of our life compared to anything else because if as we go through and talk today we'll be recognizing that 
our energy state has a huge influence on our health and well-being. And our energy state is something that we can claim and change or change and claim in any given moment. So we're not ever a victim to a low energy state. The energy states that we have are our choices that we make in the moment. And we can always choose a higher energy state at any given time and then receive the health and well-being benefits from that energy state. Oh, there was so much in that that I liked that I want to comment on. <laughs> I'm going to go back though. I like the part about the choice, but I want to go all the way back to the lovely story you told. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to just point out from that story was that what you mentioned was it's the innate intelligence that healed the person. Yeah. The innate the body itself that the innate intelligence of the body healed the person, not the medical procedure, not the interaction with a health professional, not that we don't necessarily need health professionals, but I love that story for multiple reasons. And I wanted to go back and point that out because that is so much about also what you're talking about with the energy states is this is why, this is why what we're about to talk about with the energy states and what is so true, because there is this wisdom in the body. There is this life force, there's this power, and there's this intelligence and that's why we can shift the energy states and and create and make choices that align with what we're trying to create. Yeah. So I want to just mention that. And then um, I love what you were saying about the choice. So I'll let you go back to, to that piece. But I wanted to bring that back in and just say, let's talk about the choices, like you were just saying, and how that impacts those energy states. Right. So before we actually end up talking about the choices, what I want to do is just go over the characteristics of each of the energy states so that people are better able to recognize the energy state they're in Mm -hmm. and what the characteristics are of the next higher energy state. So that way it'll make more sense of what they're actually choosing when they do that. Which direction you want to start, bottom up or top down? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm going to give I'm going to give an example of how this all plays out in our okay. lives. So, let's just say that there is an event 2 weeks from now that is something important, okay? And when our energy state is what we call energy poor, okay? When we are energy poor, this is usually when we're in a disease state. And we barely even have enough energy to function. Um, What we want to do is just kind of stay in bed, pull the covers up. Anything we have to do just seems like such a big deal and feels so overwhelming that the idea of an event that you have to do in two weeks from now is just like absolute dread. And your body will be completely in defense. Your spine will be tight. Your neck will be tight. You'll be like kind of like curved over in a defensive posture. And like I said, just the idea of what you have to do just seems like complete dread. So that's energy poor. Now take the same exact event and bring your energy up to what we call energy neutral. Now in energy neutral, what we do is we will hear ourselves saying like an energy neutral, what we want is we want to keep everything kind of status quo. We don't want anything to rock our boat. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to spend an enormous amount of time preparing ourselves for that event in two weeks from now. We're going to be working hard at it. We're going to be trying really hard to make everything work out. We're going to be hoping that when we get there, everything will be fine. We're going to exert a lot of mental energy and a lot of effort trying to make everything be just right so that when we get to that event, we're not caught off guard, nothing rocks our boat, and everything stays status quo. And you could imagine this would be very exhausting for a person, very stressful for a person. And they'll tell you, I'm really stressed. I'm working really hard at this event. I'm trying to get everything just right. And this is all the language that we use in energy neutral. Because in energy neutral, we really don't make any progress forward. We're just trying and we're hoping and we're working at it. But really what we're doing is staying exactly where we are and trying to keep exactly where we are as safe and comfortable and comfortable. It sounds like they, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like they're trying to avoid fear and keep the control in place so that nothing bad happens, you know, that yeah. prevent anything unpredictable. Exactly, exactly. So that so and like I said, you could imagine if you imagine the the person's the way the person's shoulders, their traps, the way their neck will feel. Um, when they're energy neutral, you can just imagine, you know, the tension headaches that go along with that, you know, um, as we're trying to maintain the stability of the, the moment in a sense, you know. So then the same event now in energy rich. So with energy rich, what we want is we want to make progress. We want to grow. We want to expand. We want more. So when we start thinking about that event from now in two weeks, we're thinking to ourselves, oh, this will be a great new opportunity. I can't wait to get there. We'll see. Maybe I'll meet somebody new. Maybe a new job opportunity will come. Maybe a new opportunity for my business will come out of this. This is going to be great. So you could imagine that when somebody's thinking of this event in two weeks from now in what we call energy rich, their shoulders loose, their body's movement, there's there's, you know, they're kind of like, you know, you could imagine how they're, they're at ease. They're kind of in the flow of the moment of what's happening. And they're most likely not going to be experiencing a lot of tension in their body. They're not going to experience a lot of headaches and pain and everything else that goes along with that. Cause they're just kind of like just flowing along in the moment. And the point that, that we want to make here is it's the same event. And it could be the same person experiencing the same event and having these different outcomes and how they feel about the event and whether they worry about the event and whether they're stressed about the event or whether they're just happy to go to the event based on the different energy state that they're in at the time. And then we have energy, what we call energy super rich. And energy super rich, really, it's just about being. It's not about changing. It's not about improving. It's not about, you know, making things better. It's just about being present in the moment and sharing your soul's gifts. So with super energy rich, you're not even thinking twice about the event because it's in the future anyway. And in the, pre in the super energy, it's you're just in the present moment. 
And when you get to the event, you're just going to share your soul's gifts with whoever's there and just light up whoever's there to bring more energy to everybody. And that's really all you're going to concern yourself with <laughs> when you get to that event. So, you know, super energy rich is, is kind of like a fleeting moment for us because we do live in a world and we have to function and we have to plan and we have to do different things. But um, it's, it's an energy state that, that we can definitely sort of strive to be in. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's all fascinating. I think the most interesting thing too is how you were showing that each state has different correlations in the physical body. So it's like you have these emotional states, you have these mental states, and you have these energy states, and it all comes together in a manifestation in the physical body in a specific way, because yeah. these things are taken from the energetic field and then taken into the body and come out in the physical field. Yeah. And then, so then what ends up, what ends up happening is if you hear yourself, if you hear the words you're choosing to use, like I'm really trying, I'm hoping, I'm really working hard at this, you're energy neutral. So if you want to make progress in whatever you're doing, you have to stop using the words trying, hoping, working at it, efforting, and claim what you want as if it's happening in this moment. Like, this has happened. This is done. I have accomplished this. I have written the paper. I have done the podcast. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's not something you're working towards. It's something you are claiming that you've done. Because in energy richness, it just happens. It's not like, oh, I'm trying to heal. It's no, you're seeing yourself as well. And you're experiencing yourself as if you are well in that moment. And that brings the energy richness that helps that healing to happen so much faster. Because you're owning it. You're owning your you're experience owning and you're creating, you're creating it. Now let's exactly. take that and let's say, with when you're working with clients, how do you facilitate that for them? They come to you in any one of these states, and obviously they may or may not be aware of the concepts we're talking about, and you're right. dealing with the physical body, and people right. sometimes want to stay in the physical body. All right. So there's a couple little strategies that that we work with. Um, and the first one, which is across the board helpful in any situation is what we call AAA, and it stands for Aware, Acknowledge, and Accept. So what happens is the first time that we come across something, somebody has, they have a pain, they have a symptom, they have a health concern, they have whatever's going on in their life. The first thing you are is, you know, they talk about it, I'm aware of it, they're aware of it. And then we acknowledge that, yes, this is what's going on. The next level after that is acceptance. Because in acceptance, and there's a big, big, big difference. This is insanely important. There is such a big difference between acceptance and resignation. Resignation is where a person says, well, I guess this is never going to get better. There's nothing I can do. Acceptance is saying that in this moment, right now, this is the situation that's going on. I have cancer. I have pain. I have this. Whatever it is. It's an acceptance in a moment that this is what's happening. You're not hiding from it anymore. 
You're not denying it. You're like, yes, this is my situation. And what I want to do is move forward from here. And so that's the first thing I do and the practice members here do before the session actually even starts is we go into a big AAA, an aware, acknowledge, and acceptance of where they are in that moment. And we are also recognizing that we want to move forward from here. And there's a place that we want to get to. And we aware, acknowledge, and accept that, yes, there is this place that is elusive at the moment, but this is where we want to get to, which would be, let's call that healing. Let's call that pain relief. Let's call that whatever it is. And then we also recognize that there is a gap between where we are right now and where we would like to be. And what we also do is we are aaa aware, acknowledging, and accepting that that gap is there. Because when we AAA, it takes away the whole judgment that says, well, this is where I am. I'm never going to get there. There's this huge gap in between. It's like a canyon I got across, you know? And this goes into another really, really cool concept with energy and all of this that you're probably aware of. And this is a, you probably hear these little buzzwords going around now that we talk about, about the 5D, the fifth dimension that goes beyond time and space. So when we AAA, what we do is we go beyond, like, you know, the, you know, like the way the dimensions work. One, one dimension is like a dot. Two dimensions is a straight line. Three dimensions, obviously, is a three-dimensional object. That's the third dimension. Fourth dimension is time, linear time. So you have your third three-dimensional object, like your body, moving through linear time. Okay. The fifth dimension is beyond time and space, right? So you're looking at this canyon of I'm here, where I want to be is on the other side of that canyon. There's this huge gap in between, okay? Looking at it through 3D, 4D is like this like overwhelming you know, jump that you'd have to make. But when you AAA where you are, that allows energy to come into where you are. AAA where you want to be, the other side of the canyon. And then when you AAA the gap in between, that allows that fifth dimensional energy to start to like infiltrate that closes that gap of time and space and brings where you want to be right to your present moment where you are. And, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, different uh, people that have talked about that. Um, you know, one of the prime ones right now that, you know, talks about that is um, Joe Dispenza. He, yeah. he, you know, he's a meditation guy. He, he talks a lot about that. Um, but that is um, the so the AAA where they are, where we want to be, the gap in between. All of this is done in the energy field before I even start working with somebody. So what we're doing is we're conditioning the energy field around the person in a state of energy richness. So that way, when I actually go to actually start working with someone. And then at that point, what we're doing is we're using the contacts that I would make along the spine to connect the energy richness from the field 
to their, you know, their, their body as a facilitator, because sometimes we need help getting there. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just the way that goes. But to talk a little bit more as far as recognizing energy states are concerned, um, I just want to create as much around this as we can so that people can really see how they can claim a higher energy state and literally like transform their, their state of being in the moment. So when we're energy poor, we have one perspective that we can consider. And that perspective is me and what's happening to me in the moment. So if you have somebody, like I said, who's in a disease state, who's in a lot of pain, they're only concerned about themselves at that moment and their survival in this world. One perspective. In energy neutral, you have two perspectives, but they're never this at the same time. It's this or that. It's black or white. And if you hear yourself thinking or in a conversation with somebody, in a relationship with somebody, and you're seeing things as this or that, that energy state is energy neutral. If you're only concerned about yourself, that energy state is energy poor. When we're energy rich, we're able to consider more than one perspective at the same time. It's this and this and this and we're able to consider all those perspectives at the same time and that's a a characteristic of being energy rich so when we were talking about before where i am now where i want to be and the gap in between different perspectives at the same time time and space is gone and what you're seeking comes right to you in that moment. And that was wild because you actually sort of cut out as you were about to say that and then came back in. So it was, it was you went, you went across space and time and came back. No, I got, I got like, the, it, it, it came, but it was like, it, you froze for a second and went across to the, and, and then came back in. Okay. So that was kind of its own example of how that happens. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but so so that I mean, and that is amazing. And so, it, when someone is in that disease state, and they are only capable of being in the me perspective, and you're trying to facilitate the them getting to the place where their body can heal itself. Mm-hmm. How are how are you helping them to? move that energy state forward. You're doing that. Like you said, you're starting with the AAAs and you're making the awarenesses and and conditioning the energy field. And that's all set for them. And they come in and they're in this state and they may, in, in that state, they're probably very aware of how they're feeling because they're, that's what the main situation is it's all about them because they're in pain and they're suffering and that. Yeah, so then, that. Yes. yeah. So then how are you, or the energy state, how are you facilitating yeah. that energy shift? Okay, so I'm just gonna use a, a metaphor that will hopefully, because the actual, what actually goes on during a network session is, I mean, it's so insanely complex. It's like 
<laughs> ridiculous to try to explain it, but I think this metaphor might really help with that. Um, the body in an ideal state is like water. It's like, it's what we call loosely bound energy. So if you think about water, water is flowing, it's flexible, it's adaptable, it's resilient, right? You change the shape of water and it kind of like finds itself back to its, its original form again. Um, but if you take the energy in water and you drop it where it gets cold, the water becomes ice. And ice, as we know, is rigid, it's stiff, it's inflexible. So if you take somebody's thoughts and drop the energy down, they become much more rigid and much more stiff and inflexible. And their body will end up being a reflection of those rigid, stiff, and inflexible thoughts. And the same with somebody's emotions. When somebody's like really like emotionally repressed, where they can't experience a very wide range of emotions, um, that's because the energy has come out of the emotions and they're also in this rigid, stiff, and inflexible place. But the cool thing about this is that if you take ice, which is really tightly bound energy, and you put it out in the hot sun, which is unbound energy, the hot sun will melt the ice and bring it back to water. So in the field around us is the unbound energy. And what I do is we make a contact on the person's spine and different parts of the spine have to do with different states of consciousness and different things going on in our lives. And what we do is through the nervous system, we make a contact that sort of cues the nervous system to switch from paying attention to the story or the pattern that it's in and pay attention to the unbound energy, which is nice and energy rich. And that connection between the unbound energy through the nervous system to the story or pattern that it's in, then energizes that pattern, energizes that story, energizes the pain, energizes the disease, whatever it is. So then you get kind of like a melting of that pattern and like i said whether it's a pattern of thought pattern of emotion pattern in the physical body whatever it is you get a melting of that so then you end up more with a loosely bound energy flowing situation oh that's a great metaphor that makes it really clear i think i mean i i'm i think most people can definitely relate to that that's a great that's a great example and it helps to understand that you're that enables things to shift where they need to go sort of naturally where they need to be in a healthy for the, for the highest good of the, of the patient in that case. Yeah. And can you maybe give us an example of, of a, of a story of a case where shift has occurred, you know, that, where you've seen dramatic shifts, somebody came in starting in this place and ended up somewhere else. So probably an example that a lot of people might be able to relate to is, you know, cause a lot of people have experienced low back pain mm -hmm. at different times in their life. And very often when I feel somebody's spine that is having low back pain or sciatic or whatever would be going on. Um, when I feel their neck, it's like, if I could, if I, if I could show you what this looks like, it'd be so much easier. But if you could imagine 
that the whole body is kind of compressed down and the, the head is forward. The neck is sort of like back. The shoulders are rounded forward. And all this compressive tension is going right down into the person's lower back. So what happens is when we bring energy into the system and it allows them to come out of that, that sort of like defensive posture that they're in. Oh, I'll, I'll explain something real quick that will help that to make sense. Um, I mean, this I see this all the time in the office. Then the pressure comes off the lower back and it's kind of like, okay, you know, that <laughs> it's good. Happens in like, oh, times like one session, you know, because it's really, and this is, this is one of the differences is that in, in life, whatever we focus our attention on, that's what we're going to get more of. That's mm -hmm. just the way it is. You have two plants, you focus your attention on one plant by watering it and giving it fertilizer. The plant grows great. The other plant withers, right? Whatever you focus your attention on, that's what you get more of. I'm not trashing our Western healthcare system. Okay. However, our Western healthcare system is used to focusing on what's wrong, where the problem is. And a tremendous amount of focus and energy goes into the problem. But how much focus and energy is going into the solution of the problem, which is the body's healing energy, right? So you can have a treatment of the condition and stuff like that, which is great because it may save somebody's life. And I thank God that that exists because the way I see it, what it does, whether it's a medication or a surgery or whatever's being done, is it prolongs a person's life so that they have more time to work on healing themselves. And by healing themselves, that means, you know, bringing up their, their energy that, that heals them, connecting to it, resourcing it, you know, whatever it is. Um, so that, uh, the, the idea is that when you open up, when you're evaluating somebody and looking at it through the lens, as I said before, of multiple perspectives, that this isn't just a herniated disc in the lower back, that there is an entire spine and an entire person and a person's life and a person's relationships and everything that goes on that interacts with them that is going to either create tension in their body or release tension in their body that's going to influence what's going on in the lower back. Because the, the nature, in this case of lower back pain, the nature of the way that the body is built is the joints along the back of the spine are when they connect together, it's bone against bone and it's really, really strong. And in the front of the spine is the disc and the disc is soft and spongy. So you know how like they tell you whenever you're lifting something heavy, keep your legs, keep your back straight. What they're saying is they're saying, keep the weight on the joints of the spine and off the disc and then the spine will be nice and stable and strong. But what happens is when we get stressed, our body goes into flexion, it bends forward, and the weight is then transferred off the bones and the joints of the spine onto the disc. So now we're walking around chronically stressed, chronically with the weight on the disc, the disc wears out, it herniates back, we end up with sciatica and back pain and stuff like that. But the cause of this wasn't the herniated disc. The cause is that the person's been walking around in a lower energy state, defensive posture, bent forward, 
carrying their weight chronically on the disc instead of back on the joints of the spine where it belongs, which is the way it is when your body's kind of upright, good posture like that. So that as soon as we take our attention off of the actual pain or what the MRI is showing is the problem, and we put it on the person and we put it on the person's life and we help that person come out of that defensive posture, then the pain a lot of times is like, okay, thank you. That's what I needed. The pain was there to help interrupt the person's life so that they will make a change rather than uh, actually being just a random problem on its own, you know? So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, right. I'm a big believer that there's, it, there's no, um, what would be the word? There's no accident about where the pain's occurring. I mean, the body is very wise and the reason yes. why the pain is in the low back is very specific. I mean, that's why it's in the low back and not the right finger. And it has a lot to do with their life and yeah. what the message is that the body is trying to give the person, you know, right. that the messages are specific and the body. And I think that's one of the things that when you talk about Western medicine, I think that's one of the things that we've lost is that ancient art of understanding the body has its own mechanisms for its own innate warning system, you know, like yeah. warning, warning, yeah. this is, I'm giving you this pain. I'm giving you this disease, this illness to explain to you, stop what you're doing and take a look and then figure out what that message is that needs to be changed. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is it's really interesting because if you think about when, when we say words like this is wrong, this is bad. Okay. We're kind of in like a state of energy poor at that point. Right. So we have a disease, we have a pain, we have whatever's going on. And the approach is, okay, let's see what's wrong. Okay. So whenever you hear the word, this is what's wrong. It's clear that there's judgment going on there. It's like, this is wrong. This is bad. Now, I don't care who you are. When somebody judges you, you just don't feel good at all about yourself, okay? Mm -hmm, yeah. You could be having like a pretty decent day <laughs> and somebody tells you, I don't know what you're wearing, but that does not match at all. You look like crap today, okay? You've been judged, right? Your energy is going to drop, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Even if just for a fleeting second until you have some strategy to pull yourself back together, you know, your energy is going to drop when you're judged. So the thing is, is we're, we're taking, a, a, a person who's struggling with some situation going on in their body. And the first thing that we're doing is we're judging them and saying, this is what's wrong. This is where you're broken, you know? And then the person really feels like crap. And now where's the energy for healing when they're in that situation, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that, uh, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole idea of, of rather than going into judgment, but like you, you know, you started to say, which made me think about that, is just looking at the whole person, recognizing that this is really here to interrupt your life more than it is that there's something wrong with you. Now you have energy to work with. Now you have energy to heal. If if nothing else, you just have energy to heal yourself from whatever's going on. Yeah. You know? It's an opportunity. I look at it as it's an opportunity to make a shift, to to take a different yeah. path, to make a change. And that's the, you know, the body giving you that opportunity and you can take it and go in whatever direction you want to go with it. It's a choice. That's what we go back to all yeah. the way back in the beginning where you said, you know, about choices, it goes back to the choice. Your body's giving you a message and you choose, you know, what 
what you want to do with it. And I say one of the things people need to be really aware of is you get where you go. And what I mean by that is if you go to a surgeon, don't expect them not to operate. You know, if you go to a professional and this is their knowledge base, this is their training, then guess what? That's what they're going to give you because that's the best they have. And that's, so be aware when you make that choice of where you're going, that don't be surprised that they're going to make recommendations that go with their philosophy based on their background. Yeah, that that that's a really funny that's a really funny concept too because <laughs> if we if we if we stick with back pain, right? So you go to a podiatrist, it's because you have fallen arches, right? You go to a chiropractor, <laughs> it's because your spine's out of alignment. You go to a physiotherapist, it's because you have a weak muscle, right? Yeah. You go or a tight muscle. You go to you go to a therapist, it's because you're having trouble with money or your relationship or something like that. You know what I mean? So. Exactly. Whatever the person's profession is, that's the lens that they see whatever's going mm-hmm. on with you through. And that's where the problem is going to be. The problem is, of course, in, through the lens that they, <laughs> they see it, you know, it's really, really interesting. And that's why with and with everything that we just said, it's very possible that a combination or all of those things could be going on. And that's yeah. and that's why. And as soon as we allow ourselves to or we claim a more energy rich state where we recognize that, wait a second, my feet. Yes. And I have a weak muscle and I have full on arches and I'm completely stressed out about money and my spine's out of alignment and all this stuff is going on. Yeah. The, the pain is telling me that, that some change needs to happen in a lot of different areas, you know, yeah. now we're, now we're happening. Now we're going to get a lot more success in, in the, uh, in the results that we're looking for. Right. Because now you're aware of it and now you can do something about it because you're making the choice and you're taking ownership. I think that's the other next big piece is yes, you make the choice, but you also have to own the choice. And I think that that is the other challenge is that a lot of times in, you know, our particular culture is we're a lot of people give away their power. They give away their decision-making power and assume Mm -hmm. that if they're going to a healthcare professional, that that person knows better than them about their body. And I always encourage people to listen to their own intuition and their own, you know, take in information, definitely do your research, get information. But I am a big believer that within yourself, you'll know it'll resonate with you energetically. It'll resonate with you or it won't. And you really want to, you know, be aware. But I think like you're saying, you have to have, you don't have to have, but when you're in a better energy state, you're going to be able to figure that out easier. Wouldn't you say like, you're going to be able to. Oh yeah, definitely. It is. It is so interesting when somebody sits down in front of you and you say to them, so let me ask you something. What do you think is really going on? (laughs) (laughs) They are so insanely accurate. It's amazing because people know their bodies. They know the pain they're in. They know the journey they've been through. They know the stress that's going on. They know what's going on in their lives because they're living it. But the problem is, is that most of the time, nobody wants to know about their story. Nobody wants to know about their journey. It's like, here's the problem. It showed up on the MRI. It showed up on the blood test. And this is what needs to happen. You know. And when you ask the person about their story, their journey, and they feel seen and they feel heard, let me tell you something. The energy comes pouring into them. A lot of times during the session, all of a sudden, everybody starts getting goosebumps because they just feel it's like, yeah, I'm finally, somebody finally has listened to me and what's going on with my story and my life here. And uh, and then the healing that starts happening in that moment is literally, it's like exponential. I mean, it's like, it just goes so fast. 
person comes back on the next, they could be in horrible pain. The person comes back in the next session. How are you doing today? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I really don't feel anything anymore. How long have you had this for the past two, three years? How many different practitioners have you seen? And it's just, it's incredible. Like I said, this, that, that, um, that acknowledgement of a person so that they feel seen and feel heard is one of the most energy rich things that a practitioner can do for somebody. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent because that comes from a place of love, which is the highest vibration. And so when you bring that unconditional love and it goes back to what you're saying before, there's no judgment, there's just love. And that vibration fills everything, fills everything, all the cells, all the, you know, it just fills. And of course, somebody, when they feel that love is going to heal their body's going to yeah. suck that up that's yeah. the high yeah. test that's the highest it's like give me that you're giving me that super energy rich love i'll take it yeah. and i'll yeah. and i'll use yeah. it to heal myself and move on so i think that's yeah. what was beautiful too i was sensing that when you were talking about the triple a approach in the beginning yeah. you know to really set that energy field and really what it sounds like is that really is all based in love and when you do that like yeah. you said you're opening the gates for this incredible life force energy to come in and for people to um, soak themselves in it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It just, there's just one other, one thing that I wanted to just another little metaphor example so that people can understand the different energy states and how this affects your life. I, 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 love the example that I always use where I say that if you wake up in the morning and you have a low energy day and all of us can relate to what a low energy day feels like, right? And what happens in that low energy day is that everything you have to do in the course of that day feels like a big deal and feels overwhelming. And overwhelming is actually the operative word there because whenever we're overwhelmed, by life, by any experience in life, um, we go into defense to protect ourselves from it. That's that's natural. And then, for example, if we wake up and we have what we call like a high energy day where you just get out of bed and you just feel great that day and you have a list of stuff that you've been procrastinating doing and you knock everything off your list like it was nothing, you start a new project, finish it, you help a neighbor with something they have going on. And literally, it's like you have all the time in the world that day to get everything done. No matter what life throws at you on that day, you know you can handle it. You just don't go into defense at all. You're just present with everything going on. So when we feel overwhelmed, which is really the start of, of everything, whether no matter what experience it is, and that's really where we're healing like and time is really really interesting because if somebody was hurt 20 years ago let's say there was some trauma that they experienced 20 years ago um probably you know if if it if it comes up you know during a session or for a reason for a session um later on in life for them um it's because the energy and information of that trauma is still being stored in the body. Because what happens is whenever we're overwhelmed by a trauma, we just, in the moment, we say, this is too much. We kind of push it to the back of our minds, okay, which is on some level our spine. 
but it's also kind of like we bind the energy in the field around us. But what we do is we hold that bound energy and that bound energy is how we remember the trauma is through the bound energy and we repress it and we try to lock it away so that we don't have to feel it and don't have to deal with it because at the time it was so overwhelming it was too much to even consider right so now here we are 20 years later going through healing experiences with whoever your practitioner is in whatever way that you're working with them and when you connect the current moment of energy richness with that bound trauma from years ago, that trauma goes from overwhelming and too much to a really horrible experience. And a really horrible experience, you're able to process something that's too much you're not able to process so what's happening is you're taking energy in the present moment you're sort of sending it back to the past changing the experience of or changing how you experienced that event in your past and that is rewriting your future as you do that and it's just the coolest thing to watch that happen in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Now, does that happen in their awareness? Oh, yeah. A lot of times a person will, will, will experience the energy and the emotion a lot of times of, you know, of some trauma during a session. But the interesting thing is because, of, because my, my intention is not the energy of the trauma. My intention is the energy richness of the moment. Their body connects the energy richness of the moment to whatever it feel it needs to heal. You know, mm-hmm. whatever is is up for the person to heal at that moment. And if the intelligence of the body feels, believes that it's time for this trauma to heal, a lot of times the emotion of it will come pouring forward, but it comes pouring forward because now the person has the resources that they need to fully experience the the energy of the horrible experience. And then it's liberated from them because now they've experienced it and it doesn't have to be bound in them anymore. That's beautiful. And it sounds like that what they're experiencing is the release of the energy is yeah. the release of the trauma and so that they're really having is like a healing experience to release that on un- that bound energy and now they don't need to waste their energy holding it anymore yeah. and having it impact them subconsciously and physically yeah and the way the way that you can think about that happening is there was a term pretty sure i guess it was jfk that um one of his speech writers had given him the the line that says a rising tide lifts all ships and like that really applies to this. So if you think about a, a harbor um, where there's boats in there and the tide goes out and the tide goes out to the point where the harbor runs dry, you know, where the boats are anchored and the boats are just sitting in the mud laying sideways. Each boat that's laying sideways in the mud isn't going to be able to function the way that a boat is designed to function because it's just sitting in the mud. 
So each boat is going to represent itself as a problem that needs to be addressed and needs to be taken care of. So somehow or another, a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of money is going to have to be put into lifting each boat, dragging it through the mud, putting it into the water so that the boat can function the way it's designed to function. But if the tide comes in and lifts all the boats so that they're floating again, now there's no more problems. So that's why the whole idea is that as I said, a rising tide lifts all ships, an increase in energy state, when you bring your energy to a higher level, it's like the rising tide and the problems, all the things that are going on just begin to resolve themselves. Because like we said, the body has the power to heal itself. It just needs the energy so that it can do what it was designed to do naturally, which is just kind of take care of the problems. And I think, I mean, I think what you just said, I mean, that's it. That's all of it in the sense of when the body has what it needs is in the form of the energy, then that's it. Then the body can do whatever it needs to do. It literally yeah. can do whatever it needs to do for any part of itself on any yeah. level. Yep. It's just basically learning how to get out of the way of of the bot of, you know, of the energy, get out of the, you know, flow with the energy, bring that, that energy in and stop creating blockages. I mean, because I think that's a lot of what happens is there's so many of these blockages that prevent. Well, that, well, that's the whole thing. That's why I was um, talking about the different characteristics of the different energy states, because like AAA, when we AAA aware, acknowledge and accept what's going on, that automatically raises our energy state. Mm -hmm. When we look at what's going on, rather than just as one problem, which is sort of energy poor, or where we say, well, this is because of that, you know, where we're in, you know, this, that, you know, sort of thing, um, which is energy neutral. But we raise our energy to energy rich, where we say like, oh, there's this problem, there's this going on, there's this going on, and that's going on. And this is all tied together as one big person that's going to naturally raise your energy state to a higher level. So the idea is just to have a strategy for yourself to always be able to bring your energy, to recognize the level that you're in, AAA it, recognize where you want to be, AAA that, that there's a gap in between. And just doing that automatically, just thinking of those multiple perspectives of here, here, and what's in between automatically raises your energy to a higher level. And then that's the rising tide that 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 brings the energy in that that clears the blockages, that opens them up because now you don't need them anymore. You only need the you only need the blockage when you're in a lower energy state and you don't have enough energy to fully experience the event. So you block the energy so that you you insulate yourself from the trauma, from the event, from whatever it is. The lower energy state is all and everything that goes along with it, the blocking. Um, is all a way of protecting ourselves. It's our defense. It's the way we insulate ourselves from something that's really stressful or painful. And, uh, and that's a good short-term strategy, but it has a lot of times severe long-term consequences because you can't just leave the different parts of your body floating in the mud, you know, like for the example of the rising tide. Because those parts of the body will, over time, start to start to break down and become what we call disease. 
And when we recognize that, no, that that is just that is just the body's way of trying to avoid feeling something. And the way that you're able to feel something difficult is by having more energy, which is what we talked about when you have a high energy day, you feel like you can handle whatever life throws at you. And wouldn't we all like a lot more of those? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So one more one more strategy, another, a way of seeing this, a perspective um, on, on this is if you think about yourself, let's say you're walking down, you know, a street that has like buildings and stuff like that. You have little alleyways between the buildings and somebody comes out of the alleyway, comes flying out of the alleyway and tackles you to the ground. You're most likely going to experience that event as something traumatic, you know. But if you think about a football player, right, you have your wide receiver, he runs down the field, he's got to get the first first down, they need like 15 yards for a first down, let's just say. He goes 20 yards down, jumps up, catches the ball, and gets hit by like four guys all at once where his body just gets thrown through the air and he lands on the ground. And he hops up off the ground and runs back to the huddle with a huge smile on his face because he knows he just made that crucial first down at that point, right? Same experience, getting tackled to the ground. One is part of the game. One is traumatic. So as things happen to us in life, if we recognize that we are all in this game of life and in life, there's times that we get tackled to the ground in life. There's times that we get hurt in life. There's time that we get traumatized and horrible things happen to us. But the sooner we can recognize that all of these events, as we said before, when we were talking about pain being a um, interrupter for our lives so that we make a new choice and grow from it. If we can recognize that all the things that happen to us in life ultimately create growth we grow stronger from them as we say that which doesn't kill me makes me stronger right if we can see all the different events in that and how an event that happened to us put us on a new projection in our life a new trajectory and it changed everything and you look back on it and you're like wow you know i see how what that event did for me and where it took me in my life that is like looking at it in such a high energy state that it just brings like so much more energy in for, for healing and for not only just for healing, but just for your general experience of life. Because if you're experiencing life through a lens of energy richness, life's a lot more fun and a lot more enjoyable than it is through a lens of being sort of like energy poor, where you feel like you have to defend yourself from everything that happens around you. You know, it's just, it's, 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 such a different experience of life and the best part about your energy state is that is one thing that is absolutely in your control to change at any given moment in the course of a day and that is that's where the power lies i think yeah. that that's really a beautiful point is that you have the power to change it at any given moment and you can choose what lens you want to use, what perspective you want to take on that tackle and on those events that happen in your life and just do it with the awareness that what, what perspective you choose is going to impact your energy state, which is going to impact your health ultimately. Yeah. 
Yep, exactly. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. So there was so much great information um, that we just talked about. But what I want to do now is have you break all that down into a couple of sparks of wisdom. So if you would kindly... Dr. Witt, if you could kindly give us your sparks of wisdom for today. Yes. So the first one I would say is to recognize that your energy state is something that you either consciously or unconsciously choose at any given moment in the course of your day. And the idea is that we want to bring those unconscious choices of what our energy state is going to be to the forefront of our minds so that we are consciously choosing to be in a higher energy state. Um, and then that energy is the energy that you're going to use to heal yourself and to make your life better. And this is really what can put you in the driver's seat of your life so that you know, our, our choices are, as they say, like the one thing that you have control over. And that is what, it's not about being in control per se. It's just about being able to consciously make choices and having the freedom, recognizing that you have the freedom to consciously make a choice of what energy state you want to be in is that's, that's the liberation. That's, that's the freedom that we seek where we feel like we are untethered and unbound from the things that are holding us back. Beautifully said. We are limitless and boundless when we take control in that way, in the yeah. understanding in that way. Thank you so much, Andy, for your time today. So informative and really life-changing information. If people take it to heart and really bring it in and understand all of the wisdom that's been imparted in the conversation. So really much gratitude for your time today. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. And really what we want to know is how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more? Yeah. So um, I, I have a website. It's www.johnandrewittdc.com. Um, my last name is W-I-T-T. -T, and the first name is John, J-O-H-N. So johnandrewittdc.com. And I have information on there that would kind of summarize a lot of what we talked about today. And if you, my, the organization that um, I have studied through is called Epienergetics. And they also have a website that's www.epienergetics.com. And on the Epienergetics website, there are videos that the founder of Network Spinal Analysis has created. His name is Donald Epstein, and he's also on Facebook. Um, and he just has such an insane wealth of information 
on energy states. He really, really dives into the different emotions of everything. He also has information that's called the 12 Stages of Healing, which is a book that he's written. And it just gives you just more and more strategies for healing yourself. So um, my website has some information on it. It also has a link to the Epienergetics website. Um, and like I said, if you really want to pursue energetic healing for yourself and for making your life better, um, like I said, there's just, just a wealth of information. There will be a link on the Epigenics website to research articles that have been done. If you really want to dive in scientifically to a lot of um, research that's been done on consciousness and waves and using nonlinear mathematics to describe a lot of this phenomena. Um, very interesting. So all that is on the Epienergetics website. and. Like I said, in my website at johnnydwithdc.com, and I practice right here in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. And so all of that will be on the podcast page. So you can go ahead and take a look on that as well. And there'll be links to all of that because there's a lot of great resources that you can explore. So do take advantage of that because uh, it's a lot of great healing information. So thank you again, Dr. Witt. And as always, so grateful to everyone for listening. Be you, be love, and be present.